Welcome to episode number 23 of the Grab Blogger podcast. This is the podcast where you're helping build an online business through blogging, podcasting, and video so you can create change in the world. So it's helping you build an online business, an online research company, an independent research company, or a side hustle that really accelerates both your knowledge, your learning, your personal brand, makes you authority in this space, and also increases your ability to, if you choose, to build your own independent company that can kind of support you in your lifestyle, support you in the research you want to do, support you and the change that you want to put into the world. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're talking about content curation and repurposing. So this is the third in a series that we're calling the Content Machine Series. So these are easy, repeatable, scalable processes you can use to build content for your blog. The first one we did was on random topic blogging. This is kind of where we all get started, and this was episode eight of the podcast. The second one was on three-minute paper posts. So these are literature summaries or reviews of papers that you're reading in literature as part of your, of your academic research and doing posts about those. And that was in episode 11. This is the third in this series of content machines. Again, if you go to the show notes at grabblogger.com slash 23, you can get access to the, the previous podcast episodes or just look them up on Apple. This one's on content curation and repurposing. So once you start actually creating content, this is a great place to go to start bolstering that. Because when you get started, you don't have a lot of material to share, but the one of the big keys to getting traffic back to your website is having material to share. Having material to share on social media, having material to be seen as an authority and an expert in your field, making connections, and giving you something to share, and also in the newsletters that you write. And this whole step of content curation and repurposing, this content machine, will help you do all that. So this episode, we'll talk about what is content curation, why is this important, we'll talk a bit about whether this is actually content creation or not, then we'll go to four examples of content curation and repurposing. And I'll draw on a lot of examples that and stories that I've used from my past in building dustsafetyscience.com, which is my independent research company to where it is today. And we've done this a lot. We do a lot of content creation based on curation and repurposing. That's not that easy to say, content creation from curation, but that's uh, that's what we do. And we've done over 500 blog posts in the last year. That's really been the one of the key drivers to us building out this platform for industry safety. And that's what I want to share with you. I want to share these content machines out so you can start building these in your own fields as well. So what is content curation? This is the action of processing or selecting or organizing or looking after items in a collection or exhibit. That's kind of the Webster Dictionary. So curation is putting things together, selecting, organizing, and putting them in a collection. In terms of content curation, this is putting together news articles, blog posts, expert opinions, collecting these together in a way that's relevant for the audience that you're trying to serve, and giving that material to them. So why is this important? And again, I kind of mentioned this already, but when you're getting started, you don't have a lot to share. One of the big things is being seen as the authority. And as I always kind of say on this this podcast, we want you to create the best and put together the best content in the world on your topic to be seen as the leading global authority. You don't get there by not having anything to share. So as you kind of get started, you won't just you won't have a lot of material to draw on. Uh, as I mentioned, we have 500 posts from last year, Dust Safety Science. We have a ton of material to draw on now as we're creating new content to point people back to, share on social media and use to get traffic. But when you're just getting started, you may only have one, two, five, ten posts. That's why curation of content is good to get also be sharing on social media and in your newsletters to make you seem, not make you seem like the authority, but have people associate your topic with you so that you can be seen as the authority. We covered this in episode 14 of the podcast with guys, Dr. Guy Augustus. 
from the Grab Blog Accelerator program and how he talked about how sharing on social media around his topic, which was science and art, uh, made him have a personal brand that was very recognizable in the space. So there's some reasons why it's important. Um, this is also a really important activity before you start monetizing your blog. It builds authority, grows an audience, it fosters relationships, and we'll talk about how in a moment, and really starts to build that up before you need to start monetizing your website. And that's really one of the key drivers, key things I tell people to do before they think about monetization is build up this personal brand, build up this authority, and be seen as the leading source of good information in your space. So I want to ask the question, is content curation also content creation? And I think it is. It's not necessarily if you just take a list or if you just reshare somebody's article. That's not really content creation. That's content sharing. But if you take that same material and repurpose it for a new audience, if you collect multiple streams of that material, put it together and come up with a summary of it, like a literature review or even a topic review, and if you kind of click this information on mass, you can use it as a content creation tool, provide advanced analysis. And we'll talk about this in the rest of this podcast episode, but it can be content creation. I built my original blog, which was mydustexplosionresearch.com, using these exact curation methods that you're about to hear in this episode. And um, we built it up to, again, several hundreds, hundreds of posts over the last couple of years at dustsafetyscience.com using this sort of content machine. And this is content or all kind of engine for research in our space. So I want to share four examples of content curation repurposing. Two of these are kind of easy examples that you can start today. You can literally go do this and start doing it for your blog and start being seen as authority. And two of these are more advanced examples that are things that I've used, again, to build my business that are, take more time, more effort, but also have a bigger bang in the change that you can make in the world. So with that, I want to jump right in to example number one. Again, this is something you can start doing with your blog today. That's collecting and sharing relevant news links. So this is posting by media sources about your topic. And it may not work for every topic, but a lot of them are going to be talked about online. A lot of science topics will be talked about online through magazines, through publications, through newspapers. Um, and in my case, in industrial safety, they were talked about quite a bit as well. When an accident happens, a fire or an explosion happens, that's new, usually reported in the news. So the main tool I use to track this is Google Alerts. And I just set up to, if you actually Google Google Alerts and go to that, it will let you just pick keywords. And every time an article is published that ranks for that keyword in Google, they'll send you a list. And you have them send it hourly or daily or weekly. I did daily, I think, and now we're at weekly. And I use this just to get all of the news articles that was published in my field. So why would you want to do this? There's two big advantages to this. So when I, I mentioned earlier, when you're getting started, you don't have the content to share. This gives you the content you share on social media. So if you're on Twitter, you want to post a couple times a day and you get 15 articles a week, then you do three articles a day and post those um, for five days. In my case, I was doing a lot of posting on LinkedIn where you only need to do like one post a day. So then five or seven articles will get me for the whole week. So this gives you the material to start sharing. If you do that for a couple months, people are going to naturally start to see you as the expert. Some will say something like, oh, did are you, you're interested in some area? Have you seen this guy posting on LinkedIn? Literally, that's what people say about me all the time. Because I know, because I talked to him at conferences and that's how they, they introduce themselves. Hi, um, I know you, you post on LinkedIn. The second big thing about doing this is that you can, gives you stuff to share in a newsletter. It can be very daunting to write a newsletter every week and keep getting engagement. And I know, because I've done it with Grablog, I know, because I've done it with Dust Safety Science. But if you take a section of that newsletter and just put relevant news articles that gives you a big chunk of content for your newsletter that you don't actually have to write. You're just literally putting the titles in and linking to those articles. 
Well, that's a big value for your audience that's reading because you're curating that content for them. And you'll find that you get a lot more engagement on your newsletters just by doing that. So example number two of content curation then is curating other blog content and sharing. So this is the same. You can use the same keyword searching approach. You can also add some kind of IRS feeds or get some sort of reader to plug into your favorite blogs. And every time they update, you get the content that you're liking, what you want to read. We can also add that to your list to share. Very similar to example number one, you can share on social media. Um, you can share in your newsletters, best blog content from field X in your newsletter. That could be a section. It would probably be a very high value section. And the added benefit of this or just news articles is you're fostering relationships with other content creators in your space. And you probably heard on the podcast as we have guests on, a lot of them I've known for two or three years. Um, and I've been sharing their content through the whole kind of journey, sharing them in communities, sharing them on social media. And now they're kind of paying me back, if you want to look at it that way, I guess, by coming on the podcast and sharing their stories. So example number one and example number two are things you, again, can start doing right now today. When I'm working with students and when I'm doing coaching in this area, I ask them, do they have a process in place for collecting other people's content and sharing that out? It makes you look like the authority that you are. It also starts fostering relationships and it gives you stuff to share. So you're having material you can put out in your newsletters and you're not racking your brains so much to create social media. Eventually you may want to replace that with sharing more of your own content, but this is a really great place to get started. So that's example number one and example number two for content creation and repurposing. Those are really kind of the curation side. Now I want to move on topic about two examples for repurposing. Again, these are a little more advanced. They're going to require more of your time, but also give you bigger bang for your buck. I mean, as I said, this is really the key driver for the research machine that I have as part of my company. So example number three is advanced analysis of curated content. So in this case, what I did was I created a report every six months with a giant list of these news articles a fire in Indiana, an explosion in Perth, a fire in London, wherever it is, collect these all up for six months. And I put them in giant list in my report, but then I wouldn't just settle just a list. I'd actually provide analysis. So I go through and do things like create pie charts about what the materials that are involved were, what the ignition sources might be, what um, standards might be in place or what the causes were listed as if they're available. And giving this kind of cross-sectional analysis actually adds a lot more value uh, to this, this content. So you're picking up your curating, but you're also starting to provide advanced analysis on it. This became a really important resource in my space. People really liked it a lot. And you see these in presentations that are industrial safety for combustible dust. You'll see people actually pulling these pie charts, pulling these out of my reports, um, hopefully referencing back to me. But if they don't, that's fine too. But you'll see a lot of people sharing in my space. And it was a, a key milestone for me to start looking and being the authority in the space. And actually, that's the kind of nuts and bolts of what I use for my research company today. That's our, what we're bringing in for research machines. Because these are very high value for the community that you're creating, there are options to start monetizing this. So as you create these sort of reports, as you create these sort of analysis, we actually started taking sponsor and advertisers on. So you could sponsor the report, or you could actually put like a half-page advertisement in it, um, or a full-page advertisement. And this is all ways that we started to, again, creating a more tight-knit community, fostering relationships with other companies in our community, and being seen as the authority for for what is now combustible dust research and dust explosion research at dustsafetyscience.com. Example number four is instead of advanced analysis of the existing curating content, repurposing the content you have collected. So the wording there sounds a little bit similar, but it's actually quite different. 
So in this case, and this kind of came from a genesis of, I was sharing all these news articles on social media. I was sharing them in my newsletter and I was sharing them in these reports. And I realized that we're getting a ton of clicks to this material that could be coming back to our platform and our website if we had relevant sources going to it. So for example, a report might get 500 clicks to these individual news articles, but the news articles weren't written by you know engineers or technical folk. They're normally written by report news reporters, which may not fully understand certain aspects of, of what happened. They may not have all the information. They may not know the standards and guidelines that might apply. So in this case, I thought, well, can we actually repurpose this content? And when you do this, you can rewrite as a blog post, but not just kind of copying and pasting their words, but you do a couple of key things to enhance the content. You can, one, make it more relevant for the reader. So in my case, a news reporter is probably not going to rewrite the article in a way that's most relevant for a, say, engineering technical lead in a company. So if I rewrite the, the fire report in a way that highlights what the, the technical folks are going to care about, that's more added value to them. You can also give an idea about the accuracy of the information. This was collected, say, from a fire marshal versus maybe somebody who might be less understanding, or this was maybe statement provided by, a say, an expert in a testimonial or something. Then that would give you, you can kind of give an idea in the article that you write what the accuracy of the information is. You can also follow up over time. So since you now have it on your own platform, we do this a lot. Um, we'll give updates on injury status for people that were injured in these type of industrial safety accidents. We'll include links where you can actually support them if there's a monetary support set up. And we'll, we'll highlight when they've had successes or when that company's maybe came back and implemented a safer solution. So you can update these incidents over time or these curated pieces of content over time because they're now on your own platform. The last kind of points here that you can collect them up and maybe collect five news articles about the same thing and say, okay, well, we're going to write our own blog post taking the best material from each of these, highlighting the accuracy from each of them, and get a better piece overall. So it's really about enhancing the content, verifying the content, and repurposing on your own platform. And this was sort of, a, again, a keystone moment in the development of dust safety science because we were sending literally hundreds of clicks, uh, maybe even thousands of clicks in our reports, social media sharing, and newsletter sharing, away to these other news sites, and then the, the people that were going weren't that satisfied with what they'd find there. Now that we collect them up and write them on our own website and rewrite them in you know terms of our audience, in terms of enhancing the content, they're much more appreciative. Uh, not only do we get those clicks back to the website, but they're also enjoying the content more in the sense that they learn more from it. So a note about this kind of repurposing is that it does take a lot more time than just the, the curating part. Uh, for myself, when I started repurposing this blog content, it took me about an hour to write up one incident. And we were doing five to 10 a week at that point. We were finding them around the world. So five to 10 of hours of my time were spent just writing up these blog posts. We get a lot of content out. We get a lot of high value material put out into the world. But it does take a lot more time to repurpose these. So you may have to be selective or you may start to have to grow a team. We put process in place now where we have myself, I analyze the data. We have a research system that looks at it. We have a, a technical writer that then writes up and summarizes the article. We have somebody that proofreads it. And now we're able to do 10 or 15 of these a week. And again, get you know hundreds of posts put up a year, which goes into our content machine, which goes into our research machine. Actually, that's now I'm providing analysis of that for the research, uh, for my research field. That's why I present at conferences. That's why I write papers about. It's just providing all the analysis across these different data sets. But it's all because we started building a team out for this process. So I guess the point that I want to share was that it does take more effort if you want to repurpose all the content that you're putting in. But the payoffs can be quite high. We, 
we found that the traffic kind of scaled linearly with the number of posts that we were releasing. And when we, we rebranded from mydustexplosionresearch.com to dustsafetyscience.com, we were able to get away with not too much of a drop in traffic because most of our traffic were coming off the social sharing and the newsletter sharing. Some of the organic traffic definitely dropped off, but we're basically back now to where we were and quite a bit more because we have so many blog posts on the topic. You type in things like dust explosion in Kentucky or in Ohio or in the Netherlands, um, you're likely to come across dust safety science in top Google rankings because we've reported on a fire or an explosion incident that's happened in those areas. That's just because of the number of, of material that we're putting out into the world using this process. So that's it kind of for this, this content curation repurposing. Four examples I shared, collecting and sharing relevant news links, curating other blog content. Again, these are kind of similar, but the big step for other blog content is that it fosters relationships with other creators in your space. Example number three was advanced analysis of curating content. So this case, you can write reports about it, you can write new blog posts, and really use that to provide uh, a research spin on the material that you're collecting. Example number four, then, is repurposing the content you collected. And this is really more along the lines of writing blog posts, providing, rewriting it for a new audience, rewriting it with enhanced understanding, and actually collecting things together and following over time are all things you can do when you start repurposing this content into new and different blog posts. A kind of note on this, always give attribution, and we provide links back to every news article we mention in all these blog posts that we write and where the material comes from. So you have to make sure you do that as well. We've been doing scorecards for these uh, content machines, and I wasn't really feeling like they were adding a whole lot of value, so I'm going to skip that from now on. But if you do want to check out the other content machines, we talked about random topic blogging, we talked about three-minute papers, this was episode eight and episode 11. In this one, we talked again about content curation and repurposing. If you want to get the cheat sheet that we created for this episode, you can do that at grabblogger.com slash 23. And this is the gives the four examples that we listed for how to build a content creation machine and then some tips under each one about how to go about doing that. We also have the transcripts at the show notes as well. If you're liking this material, if you like the content that we're creating, Grabblogger, we feel really excited about the power of you as an academic, you as a person with a PhD or a higher degree, to build an online business, to make big change in the world, definitely give me a shout out. Let me know. You can email me at chris at grabblogger.com. You'll comment on the show notes. You can tag me on Twitter or Instagram at grabblogger. Just let me know what you're, you know, what you like about this material, maybe what you're struggling with as well. And we'll look to address that in future episodes of the podcast. So as always, I appreciate you listening. I'm really excited to keep continuing to help you build your online business, help you create content in the world. And really look forward to seeing, you know, a, a wave of academics being able to build online businesses and really changing the way the world is functioning. Mm-hmm.